Would you join me for a Christmas prayer this morning? Lord, 2,000 years ago, you came from far beyond anything we know. A place of dazzling glory, eternal joy, and perfect peace. You came to all things that we know too well. In human flesh that can hurt and bleed and die. A land of subjugation, strife, dirty politics. Bethlehem, where there was no room for you. You came to rustic shepherds and to wise people. To two exhausted and bewildered people in a cattle shed. A place not fit for human habitation. Least of all, for Emmanuel's birth. You came to all of us. Battered and stained by sin. Longing for shalom. When you came, angels sang and a special star lit up the sky. When you left, a few believers saw you rise beyond the clouds, beyond anything we know, where God welcomed his beloved son. And those who saw and those who believed went into all the world to tell the story of your birth, your life, your death, and this, the power of your resurrection for our eternal bliss. But that story has not changed the world that you came to save. The city of your birth has been the bloody center of the clash between the ancient foes of Palestine and the Jews. Above the children's voices singing joy to the world, we hear gunshots and the anguished cry of those who hold the dying in their arms. To such a world you came, and you come as good shepherd, looking for sheep that stray and lose their way. As prince of peace, who would have all wars cease, and men of every race embrace instead of kill each other. As the Lamb of God to take away our sin, and pay for us the penalty of, our, of death. O oh Lord, come to Bethlehem, Ephrathah. Come to all the places in this fallen world where there's injustice, hunger, poverty, where hope has been lost and innocence is dead. There let your light of love shine and let your mercy shine. Lord, be born into the empty places of the human heart and change the landscape there. Let your kingdom come, let your will be done, and let there be an end to blind despair. Send us to tell your story, to reflect your light among those weeping and crying in the night. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, the day is finally here. You've been anticipating it for months, right? And there's gifts to be opened, or they've been opened already. There's meals to be shared. There's friends and family to get together with, hopefully. I recognize Christmas can be a very busy day for many of us. And my guess is it will be a far from a silent day for you. Right? There will be conversation that goes on and on, seemingly incessantly around the table, maybe. There will be Christmas music on in the car as you drive from party to party. 
the phone will ring maybe and out-of-town relatives and friends will call to wish you a Merry Christmas. Honestly, the kids will probably get weary by the end of the day. They'll get tired. They'll get cranky. Some of the adults maybe will experience the same thing. And my guess is sometime today there's a good chance somebody's going to blow up. There's going to be noise. Tears maybe, right? For many, this will be a busy day filled with noise, characterized more by chaos than by calm. Probably not unlike that first Christmas. Right? When we try to imagine what that first Christmas morning might have looked like, I, I think we often, I would guess if you're like me, you often picture the Christmas card version of Bethlehem in the manger that we see coming in the mail, right? We, we, we see this picture of this wonderfully silent night where all is calm and all is bright. And anyone who's ever given birth to a child or has been in the room knows that that can't be true. That's not the way that it works. My guess is that first Christmas was more chaos than calm. Right? Our cards show this cute, quaint manger scene, right? But let's remember the setting here. What, what a manger is, what, what the stable is, it's a place for animals. It's a place where, where, where these animals who aren't housebroken, right, stuff needs to be shoveled out of this place. It's not like this pretty, quaint place that they sterilize for this birth. Right? And, and I doubt that these animals who were there, if they didn't get moved out for the night, I doubt that, that they were calm and quiet and wide-eyed staring at this baby nice and peacefully. They were probably upset at these people who were invading their quarters for the day and for the time. They were probably moving. They were making noise. Some of it probably not very polite noise. And then there's Mary. Right? The, the, the cards we get depict Mary as this sweet young girl who's peacefully sitting up holding her baby, right? Well, anyone who's given birth for the very first time who's been present knows that isn't how you look after you give birth for the first time, right? Giving birth is hard work. It's, it's, it's painful. It's bloody. It drains your energy. It strains your nerves. After hours of labor, which I assume Mary had, no anesthesia, I doubt that sitting up and looking pretty was top on her list of things that night. I'm sure that night was filled from Mary with plenty of screams, plenty of groans. I'm sure the sound of Joseph, you know, whispering some pushes in Hebrew was there until Mary finally told him just to leave, him, leave her alone, right? All us guys know how that works. And yes, this baby Jesus, he was the son of God, that doesn't mean he was the perfect baby, right? We teach our kids to sing away in a manger, right? And, and we sing the line that says, little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes, which I doubt is true. My guess is that first night, my guess is when Jesus was born, he was screaming just and crying just like every other baby does, just about, right? And my guess is when he got hungry that night, he cried until Mary came and satisfied him. I think as a baby, Jesus did plenty of crying. And then come the shepherds into the story, right? And they weren't silent. 
right? Their story is anything but silent. They're out in the fields talking to angels. Then they're talking to each other. Then they're listening to the angel choir. And then they're going to the manger and, 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 they're, and they're talking there. And then they're leaving and they're telling everybody as they go. Right? My guess is the shepherds, most of their nights, were silent out in the field. Not this night. This was one of their louder nights. So we sing silent night, holy night. Yes, it was a holy night, but silent? I would say not so much. That first Christmas night was probably very different from that picture that we put on our Christmas cards. Now, don't worry. I'm not going to start a campaign to change all your Christmas cards. I'm not going to start a campaign to change the words of silent night or to change the words of away in a manger. Go ahead and sing the songs. Enjoy the cards. But know that, that this was far from a silent night. Our polished, our pretty images of Christmas are for our enjoyment, not for historical truth. Because into the darkness of that first Christmas, the noise of Jesus' birth rang loudly. And into the darkness of our world still today, into the brokenness of our sin into the brokenness of our lives, the arrival of Jesus still shouts loudly. Right? On this day, God is not silent. Far from it. The thunder of God's voice booms through the manger to our world, to our lives today. And in the story that we heard from, from the kids this morning, it's the angels who translate that message for us, right? They, they tell the shepherds what God is saying through this baby born in the manger, the message that God has for this world. There, there's a whole cacophony of sound that comes from the manger, multiple messages from God to this world, to you and to me this morning and every day, right? Through, through the arrival of this baby, through the manger, God is shouting great joy, that echoes throughout the centuries, right? Verse 10 that you heard them read. The angels say, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. This day, the arrival of Jesus shouts great joy into our lives. Hey, our, Christmas, our Christmas songs, our secular ones, tell us that this is the most wonderful time of the year, right? They, they come to that conclusion and this is the most wonderful time of the year because there's parties for hosting, marshmallows for roasting, caroling out in the snow. All right, if those things make life wonderful, how much greater is the message that God loves you and God has made a way for you to be forgiven and set free from your guilt and from your sin and that you are now free to live life truly in the presence of God now and for eternity. That, that's more than wonderful. That brings great joy. That is what today, that is what should make your heart leap today. That's the message that God is shouting to you from this manger. It's a message of joy for you. And through the arrival of this baby Jesus in a manger, God is shouting hope. Hope that echoes through all time. Right, so verse 11, the very next verse, the angel goes on to tell the shepherds, 
today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Now, the shepherds would have heard that differently than how you and I hear it. They would have heard that word Christ. He is Christ. And they would have, that word would have jumped out at them. Because this Christ, this Messiah, is the one that they have been waiting for and hoping for all along for generations. Right? God promises people that he would send a Savior, that he would send a Christ, a Messiah. And every generation hoped that they would be the ones to see him. Every young Jewish girl hoped that she would have a son and that he would be the Christ. And every person trapped in, in the struggles and pains of life hoped that the Messiah would come and set them free. And in this baby Jesus, God declares that the time has come. He shouts the message that hope has become a reality today. He shouts that your hope, my hope, has become a reality today. To you and I, trapped in, in the struggles and pains of daily life, and we all experience them, to us, the Messiah has come to set us free. Through Jesus, we are free now to live in God's grace and forgiveness. We are free to live, live set free from our guilt. We are free from the chains of sin that bind us. We are free from the punishment that we deserve both today and for eternity. We are free to live not just in this life, but in the life to come. Jesus' birth echoes hope for you and for me. There's purpose for today. There's a future we can count on. There's a reason to live. And it's Jesus. And at the manger, this message of joy, this message of hope that God shouts also carries from God a promise of peace. Right? The whole angel choir joins together in verse 14 and says, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace. Peace to men on whom his favor rests. Peace. The Hebrew word, as you probably know, is shalom. It's a word used today still to say hello or to say goodbye. Shalom. But it means so much more than just have a good day. And it means so much more than just the absence of war. Yes, Jesus Yes, God wants all wars to cease, but this word shalom, this word peace, means so much more than that. Peace to men that these angels are talking about, that God is shouting from the manger, is a completeness. It's a contentment. It's a wholeness and harmony within us and among us. Peace to men is the undoing of all the brokenness that sin has ushered into this world into your life. Peace is a return to the garden where we walked and talked with God and with each other in perfect harmony and love. Peace is the healing of our hurts, the calming of our fears, the fixing of our brokenness. 
the binding of our broken relationships and the forgiveness of our sin. And that kind of peace, that kind of shalom only comes from Jesus. On that first Christmas morning, God's shalom plan, his salvation plan came to be in his son who would be born, who would live, who would die, who would rise again so that you might have peace, so that you might be made whole, so that you might be forgiven, so that you and I might hear God's voice saying shalom to us. This message of peace roars through eternity right to this moment today, right to your hearts, to, to our ears, to our souls, inviting us to experience that kind of wholeness. Joy, hope, peace, that's a message worth hearing. It's also a message worth passing along today. Right, the story of the shepherds that you heard? The shepherds come and they see and, and they can't help but echo the message of God. The echo the message of the manger. They couldn't keep quiet. Verse 17 tells us that they left and they spread the word to anyone who would listen. Their voices echoed through the streets, through the fields, through the cities. And that's how that's how God's message from the manger keeps echoing through the generations. It's through the voices of those of us who have experienced the joy, who have tasted the hope, who know the peace that Jesus brings. Because once you see him, once you truly experience the joy of a life set free, the hope of today and eternity, the peace that comes from Jesus, how can you Keep quiet. How can you hide it? So this Christmas morning, we hear the message, God's message from the manger. Echoes to our ears and to our hearts and to our minds. The echo of joy, the echo of peace, the echo of hope. And let me invite you, if you haven't listened to that message before, if you haven't heard of God's love for you coming from that manger, if you haven't followed this little child from a manger to the cross where all your guilt and sin and your punishment are paid for, and if you haven't followed him from the cross to that empty tomb where life for today and for eternity is freely given to all who accept Jesus as their Lord, hear it today. Hear it this morning. The true joy of life and eternity can be yours. Hopefulness for now and forever can be yours. The brokenness of your life can be put together through the perfect peace of Jesus. Please hear God's invitation coming to you from the manger. And receive the gift, the true gift that is yours today. You know, if you have, if you've never experienced what that means, after the service today, I'm going to stick around up front. Please come talk to me. I don't want this Christmas to go by without you hearing the message and finding out what it means for you.
come talk to me. And if this message from the manger is the story of your redeemed and forgiven life, then like the shepherds, refuse to be silent. You now have the privilege of being the voice to echo God's message to this world, to a world that's desperate for joy, to a world that's desperate for hope, to a world that's desperate for peace. We cannot allow this to become a silent night. It wasn't silent when it began, and it can't stay silent today. It's our privilege to shout the message from the manger, the invitation from Jesus, the hope of the world, into the noise and the chaos of this world. So follow the shepherd's lead. Amaze all who hear you. Amaze all who see you with the message from the manger that makes it clear that God so loved this world. God so loved each of you that he sent his only son. And if you believe, you will not perish, but you will have everlasting life. Would you pray with me? Lord God, what a message we have. A message of hope and peace and joy. And so this morning, as, as we experience the chaos that is today, don't let us forget in the middle of the chaos, in the middle of the noise, in the middle of all the busyness and the activity, to hear your message, to hear the message of the manger, and to say, yes, Lord, I accept this gift. I accept the peace and the joy and the hope that you bring. And Father, as you give us opportunities to speak that message, to shout it to this world, maybe with our voice, maybe with our words, maybe with how we live our lives, may we be your voice, echoing the message of the manger to a world desperate to hear it. Thank you, Jesus, for the manger. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the empty tomb. Thank you for the life born in us today. Amen. Would you stand with me? Musicians, choir, would you come on up front with me? We are going to sing about the joy. <laughs>